Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome back to another episode of the Candidates Podcast. Good to have your company. And this time we are joined by our guest, uh, Major Clint Cassidy, who currently serves as the Divisional Secretary for South Australia and Northern Territory. So it's uh, good to welcome you. Welcome, Clint. Yeah, welcome, Matt. Good to see you. Thank you. And also uh, Karen Clint's uh, wife, who is an officer, serves on the Divisional team here and for some time, but she's not here. But... That's okay. Just want you to know that we... <laughs> you wanted to remember Karen? We, just, we remember Karen at She'll this time. She'll be thrilled. Shall we, shall we pray? Um, Clint, tell us... You're a bank teller. I worked in the bank, yeah. You're in the bank. Yep. Tell us a little bit about growing up, where you grew up, what was all that about? Yeah, okay. Um, grew up in Perth for a Christian family, attended the Selvos in uh, at Belga. And um, yeah, life was good. I lived near the coast, so I would swim and surf and water ski and... Enjoy the lights of Perth, really. Yep. Okay. And then you schooling, finished schooling? Yeah, finished yeah. finished school. Yeah. Uh, and then worked uh, in the bank as well as studied part-time in a business degree. Okay. And then why, why are you an officer? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> like, what were you doing? What happened? What happened? Uh, it sounds corny, but I really sensed the... Uh, a calling from from God. And, why and is that corny? Why is it corny? Yeah, because oh, everyone says it. Um, <laughs> no, the, the the calling from God was I want you to do more, and I I, I tried to explore that. I tried to open doors to other opportunities, and um, which included you know I'll I'll, I'll do ministry part time, work okay. part time. Yep. Did you do that? No. No. Okay. Yeah, the door didn't open, so I continued to work full time, and and then you know did church stuff and led stuff. Was involved with stuff. So how long have you and Karen been officers for? Twenty two years. Mm, Jesus, and you got a daughter Claire. Claire, who is seventeen this next month. This month, right? She's gorgeous, and she's going to cause you a lot of trouble, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Says the father of three. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> we'll re- let's move on. Um, lots of core-based ministry primarily. And yeah. part from, I mean, obviously not now, but tell us um, some of the appointments that you've had along yeah, the way. Yeah, uh, Karen and I were in core for 13 years. So our first appointment was in the Gippsland at Bairnsdale where we learnt a lot, um, had a great time. And then from there we moved to Kingston Gardens, which was another an interesting experience with three core merging and... Did you merge those core? No, they were merged and then we kind of picked that up and were able to do a building program, which was good and it's exciting to see some of the stuff that happens there now. Yeah. And then from there we went to um, Murrubar, which is at the foot of the Dandenongs. Yes. And um, that was another e- experience having not a church building but having to lease out school hall and... Which, which they buildings. did for a long, long time, didn't they? Did they did for about 11 or 12 years, I think. Yeah. So they had a building yes. and they didn't have a building and now yep. they have a building. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's where – actually, that's where I met you. Yeah. When you're at Moorbar. We would, we would play golf regularly. <laughs> uh, Dorset Golf Course, I believe. That's right. Uh, so Royal and ancient a whole bunch, oh, right. <laughs> a whole bunch of us would go down from uh, there. Charlie Hogg and 
uh, Don, Don Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Anyway, reminiscing here. Indeed. Uh, we used to put the army right every Wednesday morning. A- absolutely. And um, <laughs> so then you you're in South Australia. Yeah. So you did uh, obviously Murlbark. Yes. You got to Murlbark. Uh, you left your golfing career behind. Yeah, we never to... picked it up over here. Probably got too busy. <laughs> and what were you doing? So what did you come over here for, for divisional youth and, and children? And candidates and to get with Karen. So we yeah, did that okay. for four years and that was, well, I had a great time. Yeah. My mother always thought that I hadn't really grown up so it was <laughs> good to just hang with hang with youth and yeah. it's been encouraging to see some of those guys go on to leadership now. Yeah, yeah. And then now you, how long in this role? Uh, this is our fifth year in this role. <clears throat> Divisional secretary. secretary. So for those who don't clearly under, and I would be one of those who don't fully understand what that means, what does that mean? Is, yeah, it's, a, it's a good question. I, is it money? Yeah. Is it just it, money? No, it's not just money. It, it's, it's basically keeping the wheels of the division turning. So responsible for budgets at this stage, responsible for properties and all the HR, sorry, the the OHS stuff and risk management stuff. So it's 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 been a yeah, it's been an interesting appointment. Yeah. Um, usually by the time things get to my desk, it's been escalated, and that means it needs to be dealt with somehow. So, so um, you do either really good news or really bad news, nothing else. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you could define it like that. <laughs> Five years have been the divisional whipping boy, and that's what you get. Okay, well that's good because I I have this impression, and I might be wrong that. Um, it, it can also be a huge support to people who want to do mission, like at core. And you, I, I know from my experience with you in in this division that you give us some leads every now and then. And <laughs> have you thought about this? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Like, so you obviously still see what you do very much as as mission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I see my role to try and facilitate. I. If we can say yes, ideally we say yes. Now there's yeah. times where we have to say no, obviously. But, yeah, I want to facilitate what we're about. Yeah. Um, and I know I know this role, some people look at it and go, oh, you're like the policeman. I I don't really like that term. I don't see myself as a policeman. <laughs> I like to see myself as trying to influence or enable. Yeah. Did you imagine that when you went into ministry that you would be doing this? No. I've never really imagined what ministry would be like. I, I just... Oh, really? Tried, no, well, I just tried to answer, be obedient to whatever God wanted me and what that looked like. I guess I'd figure it out as I went along. Okay. And each appointment, um, it's sort of been I've been thrown in the deep end and you go, okay, catch your breath and then see what it might be. Mm. Um, you learn through experience. You grow through experience. There are things that I would certainly do differently having yeah. gone through the experience. What, what have you learned as an officer? Like in yep. ministry, what yep. are, you, you sort of – some days we have good days. Yeah. Some days we have those days. Yeah. And then some days they are put upon us and other yep. days we bring them upon ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what have you learned? I think you need to invest fully. Uh, in my first appointment I really enjoyed it, got to know people, come alongside people, loved it. And then when we got the move, I found it really hard to say goodbye and to, to let go. So I probably held back a little bit in the second appointment to my detriment. I didn't get to know people as well as I perhaps should have. Mm. And so the third one we kind of went, yeah, no, I need to invest in people. And and I think even though sometimes we put up uh, barriers to protect ourselves, the, the bottom line is it's about people. It's about walking a, a, a journey or a 
uh, going on a journey with them. But also um, to do that, you need to be prepared to be hurt. For, mm. You need to grow with people and, and some people will grow in that and other people you, you'll be on a different pathway or, yeah. or you know, it, yeah. it won't go where they might want it to go. Yeah. So do you see ministry as enabling you to, what's the word, like in terms of relationships then, like coming back to that, do, yep. you, do you get to harvest relationships? Yeah. I, I think that's at the heart of what we what, do. Yeah. Now, in this role, sometimes the task, um, I'm probably not, sometimes I let the task get in the way of actually working with that relationship because it's mm. it's sort of task orientated. So it's like, oh, I've got to get that done. Mm. And that's probably to my detriment at times. Mm. Yeah, it's good. You still break for the West Coast Eagles? Yeah, I do. That's and they were going well to, you know, just recently <laughs> where every Essendon supporter's let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That, I can think of one particular over here that would probably has been whistling in your ear ever since that, yeah, that great day. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so for, for you and I guess for Karen as well in, in ministry – did, was when you came to that point of we heading off to college at that time, did you both sense the same thing at the same time, or were you? Did you wait, or was Karen sort of waiting, or was there a was it just a you went to something, you both went, yeah, no, this is um, good, let's get get on with I, it. I was from Perth. Karen was from Victoria, so we actually met at the training college. Oh, so um, we each had a our own sort of calling from God and met in the training college and. Um, yeah. So did you, did you sort of get married like two days after commissioning or something? We got or? married a week after commissioning. Okay. <laughs> so we got to go to our first appointment as husband and wife. And that was um, – Okay. Yeah, that was a challenge, uh, doing ministry and then being married. All within the same week? Yeah, pretty well. Oh, wow. Um, family were able to come across for the commissioning and they were able to extend for a week for the and wedding. Stay, <laughs> and then um, stay on for the installation yeah. Sunday or something? The, the benefit <laughs> – of it was it was that we lived under the same roof for you know two yeah. years. Okay. Did you enjoy college? Yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I, I mean, I, I was living at, in Royal Parade in Carlton, over the road from Optus Oval. Mm. Um, I, I was single. Um, didn't really have any, you know, children or what not to worry about. So you didn't really, or you didn't no. really have any children. And, and I was, you did, or you didn't. <laughs> No, we didn't have children. Okay, right. And I, I was in a with a great bunch of people that um just made yeah, life was good. It yeah, it was it was a fun time. Yeah. Um Yeah. It, this I'm not being a smart no whatever when I say this. Do you still enjoy ministry? Yeah. Has its moments. And and Matt's smiling at me like, what do you mean? Um, yeah, no, I I, I do. I often say in in any role or in ministry, I, I get I get to I get to see people when they're celebrating life, like you know, thanking God for their baby and you're dedicating it, or yeah. doing marriage, doing funerals, um, walking a journey with with someone who who you know is doing it tough and you're there to support them. But there's times where you're like, oh, what am I actually doing this? So yeah, I I think if I didn't enjoy ministry, I probably wouldn't be here. I'm going to ask you a personal question yeah, and you can just it. sort of, we'll just move on. <laughs> Have you ever thought about leaving? Yeah. And the only reason I asked that is I was chatting to a bunch of officers just recently and the stats were pretty high, yep. if I'm honest. And and I, I, I came away thinking, were they really 
ever thinking that? And I guess that's part of the, the calling process, yeah. um, you know, in terms of your relationship with others but yep. with God and Absolutely. that sort of stuff. How did you get through that? Because I, I think the same tension that people have about leaving is sort of like the same tension people have about coming in. This kind of – I know that they're very different. Yep. But there's – you start to make up these mental lists about the reasons why you should and why you shouldn't. Yep. Um, how, how have you been able to, in your 20-plus years of experience, work through that? The best piece of advice I got when I was contemplating becoming a Salvation Army officer was a mentor of mine in my home call said, Clint, know your calling inside and out. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He said, write it down because he said at times that is going to be the only thing you've got to grab hold of. And and so I know it inside and out. I know what it felt like. I, I know what it entailed. I know the doors that I had to open to get there. And so I know that God has me in his hands. And when I had those moments where I'm thinking, oh, I've had enough, this is not for me, yeah. I just have to remind myself God's promise that he would never leave you or forsake me. He, he, you know, don't be afraid, he says. And I, I wonder if sometimes um, the feelings of wanting to leave are because I'm afraid of what I might have to do or might have to be involved in. Um, Can you yeah, think of examples yeah. of that? Of being oh, afraid? Yeah. Oh, when you, um, uh, you you think that you're, you're on a path or where God wants you to go and you're getting some opposition to that. Mm. Um, when when it starts to get a little personal, um, mm. you have to kind of rise above that. Um, gee, I, I'm just trying to think about things. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's normal. I, I think in every role or any vocation that people do, they probably all have that thinking at some point, you know, oh, is there something else I can do? The grass is always, yeah. looks always greeter on the other side. Mm. Um, the one thing I do know is that it's in those moments I think I undergrow uh, growth because you just you just clinging on to God. You got nothing else, and um, the next day the sun will come up and things Do it will be again. better. Yeah. How you just said then about clinging to God? How, what are some of the things, the practical things that you do for your own personal relationship and kind of devotion, discipleship, and yep. that sort of stuff? How, what are, What are some of the practices that you implement in your life to help that? I, I, I pray, obviously. Uh, regularly, no. Well, no. well with, if, if without prayer, then there is no relationship. So that's important. I obviously read God's word because without that, I'd really have nothing to base it on. I like to run. Um, I enjoy running, and some people think that's strange. But when I run, I also pray, and it just clears my mind. I'm able to to think through clearly. And are you, are you one of those park runners? Yeah, I am a park runner. Oh. Move um, on. Yeah, well, it's all about just getting out and enjoying the surroundings. Whatever. But running running enables me to also just scream if I need to. Clear your head? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's it's more than just running. It's it's um, mental health for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, prayer, scripture, reading um, various books is also helpful. What about other people? Uh, oh, yeah, other people are... Mentors? Are, are yep. Like all that sort of jazz? Yeah, no, mentors are, are important. Mm. Or at least people I can bounce ideas off or yeah. think about things. And, and I've, 
I've been challenged recently um, around, okay, I, I have uh, relationships with people, but am I mentoring anyone at the moment? It, it's just something I'm thinking, okay, what does that look like? Okay. I like it a lot. What What did you say to people considering ministry? And I want you to think back 20 plus years. You sound old, mate. 30 plus years, however long it was, about the things that people said to you, like you said before, um, write it down. You know you're calling inside and out. Yeah. What, what would you, with someone with experience and, you know, a bit of the journey yep. behind, what, what, if someone was to come to you and say, hey, Clint, I think I'm, yep. I think I'm about to do something. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's this, like in terms of ministry, yep. what, would you say, I'll oh, write it down? Or would you have, you know, with what you've gathered along the way, is there some pearl of wisdom that you would impart into other people's lives to help them with that process? Yeah, I, I don't want to be prescriptive. So mm. for some people, writing it down will be really helpful. Mm. For others, they don't operate that way. So it might be just just understanding what is it for you that's going to, that you've got something to grab hold of. Um, if they come to me and, and talk about ministry, it's going, well, let's, let's explore this. What does it actually look like for you? Because ultimately, God needs to speak into that. And, mm. and, and, you know, I can put what I think might be, but it's not really what God wants you to do. Mm. So be prepared to explore it. Don't be afraid to try things. Um, an example I, I use is, you know, as youth, we, we tend to always do um, spiritual gift surveys. And, and I think they're helpful to some degree, but generally they always come up with service and helps because that's all we've really explored. I mean, mm. uh, but God might have other things. So, so be prepared to explore stuff and see what might be. Um, God might tell you to pray for someone and you'll pray and healing might happen. Yeah. Well, that's great. I don't know if you remember this, but when when we were at the training college, used to have those um, like spiritual days or yep. a day apart or something. Yeah. And the uh, colonels John and Judith Jeffrey yep. were, I guess, and they brought you and Karen along. Did they really? Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, what, what's going on here? Anyway, um, <coughs> you shared, you gave your testimony. Right. Do you, do you know what I'm going to say? No. Okay. And it, it's something that I've always remembered, always. Right? Not sure Since that's that a good moment, thing or a bad right? thing. But you had a broom. Do you remember this? Yeah. And you were holding the broom, like the handle, so like the, I don't know how to describe it, the, the base of the yes, broom yep, handle yep, in your hand and the yep, broom head yep, up above, right? Yep. And you were sort of balancing yes. it. You're looking at yep. your balance. And you said if you look at your hand, yep. the broom will… Topple over. Topple over. Right? Yeah. This is what I learned at college. Yep. Right? And I've always remembered it. I'm glad it was useful. <laughs> you probably Googled it on the way. In. No, I was like, no, you know, but, no. But the thing is for me, like I, I remember things that people do and I remember that. And But but isn't that what you're saying even now? Like if you if you capture what God is saying and do, if you focus on him. Yeah, so the head of the broom handle, so look yeah, up. Yeah, look up. If you, if you continue to sort of not look at yourself all the yep. time and what's happening around you and the people yep. around you, if you continue to look up yep. and kind of recognise that God is present with us, um, I think it's when we look down that's when at it, our hand, yep. it's when it topples. And I think I, I think we do that. I think we compare yeah. to other people. Anyway, I, I, 
The only reason I mentioned that is because I remember it. Wow. So I'm, I'm glad I taught you something, Matt, and I'm glad it's come in handy as you <laughs> go this journey. It's all been waiting for this moment. Oh, well, there you go. I, don't tell Karen, but I don't remember what she said. But I remember the broom. <laughs> it's probably because it was a prop that kept you awake. <laughs> What's he going to do with that broom? I remember thinking that too. Anyway, what? You can try it with lots of things, brooms, shovels, axes, vacuum cleaners, whatever works for you. Whatever's handy. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is ahead for you? Not I'm I'm talking appointment. I'm not worried about that. But like, what do you, you, you? We were talking before we push play um, yep. about the vision of the Salvation Army, yep. and you, you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because I, I think it rings true about what our Salvation Army is about. You know, where there is hardship and injustice. Mm. That's where we should be. We're, that's where the Salvation Army is called to be, to work alongside people and, and ultimately to transform, not just to walk a journey with them, but to actually introduce them to the, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, because he's the transformation power. He's the one that makes a difference. He's the one that's made a difference in my life. Mm. He's the one that encourages me to keep looking up at the broom. Mm. Um, so what's for me, I, I guess... I'm just about to turn 50. Gee, getting old, Matt. Are you? Yeah, next when? year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I've potentially got another 20 years of ministry and I, I, I just want to finish well. Um, and I know that's still a long way off, but I'm hoping that, that through that time we will finish well and, and try and live each day better rather than bitter. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking Good. for a prop to try and teach Matt something as we sort of sit here, but I've got nothing. you got nothing. you got nothing, mate. All right. Well, Clint, thanks very much for taking the time to have a chat. I think it's, it is really helpful, um, the, the, I guess, the, the truth nugget in the monks that are about writing it down. Know, mm. know you're calling inside and out. Yeah. Um, and explore it. Absolutely. And, and, and work it and... In, in, invite people into that conversation as well. Yeah, so, don't be afraid to do that. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, let us know. You can uh, leave a, a message on the Facebook page or you can send me an email or pick up the phone and give me a call at the college or, or EBC, uh, whatever you'd like to do. If you want to continue the conversation, uh, let us know. We'd be keen to follow up with you. Look forward to your company and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?